0: We've made it, episode 50, Kevin Nations.
1: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right guys, we are here in this uh, special episode, coming in, this is number 50, and I'm coming in, I'm recording this, and I'm in Rogers City, of Michigan
0: in a little chicory calf
1: great place to record we've got kevin nations here today as i've already
0: mentioned i'm sure and it's i couldn't think of a better episode for the 50th as if you've been listening in a lot of our featured alphas have
1: mentioned mr nations as a, a recommended either recommended alpha to interview
0: or as a yoda figure in the, in the, as a mentor as a coach as a good guy who sort of who is sort of involved in a lot of the albums we've
1: featured. So, and I've had dealings with him and he's can't recommend him highly enough if you are going into that that arena of just another level of efficiency, productivity, and living the chilling air lifestyle as we're going to talk about today, which I'm all about. (laughs) So, as I sit on my month in Northern Michigan, chilling out around the lake. So, I am being
0: slightly quiet because i am recording this in my little cafe here which i love and again this is a a little bit of a life experiment doing a little bit of work business on my holiday but again the whole point is i'm only doing this because i want to do this i enjoy this and that is we talked about before the definition of what is play what is work so lovely way to start the day for me episode 50 thank you so much guys for
1: just tuning in um if you haven't already Make sure
0: you fully subscribe to the podcasts and make sure you join our Facebook group. Uh, obviously, Facebook.com, awaken your alpha, like, comment. And again, I will be making sure, as in this next week, 50th, there will be extra specials. I'll be coming back to England and I'll be making sure I'll be cranking out lots of videos. I'll be making sure there is a special everything and we'll be having some extra special episodes both weekends and maybe with your input grabbing back a couple of our top almost popular alphas over the 50 to have a little chat and just get them in the mix
1: and see what happens so enjoy this one them 30 you've given me an itunes review thank you and um, if you haven't i would love you if you've enjoyed these first for 50 to just take the literally 60 seconds to go on itunes subscribe hit review and write a one-line review
0: and it will really help us continue forward all right. enjoy, and I will speak to you very soon.
2: Thank you for enduring my enthusiastic friend.
1: This is a, a big interview for Awaken Your Alpha. it has been a while. We've been tracking him down. He, even before Awaken Your Alpha was out on the air, he, he agreed, I spoke to him, and he said he'd do it. Just, Kevin Nations has a, a very interesting and successful past. Currently, he is the man with, I would say, one of the best, if not the best, masterminds, if you want to call them that, in the world, the family, I come into contact with Kevin through his Chillionaire training program, which can lead into the family as well. So a lot of question marks, I'm sure people will be asking. That's why it's going to be an interesting episode. But firstly, Kevin, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I am ready. From, as uh, I say, my first interaction with Kevin, you, you, if you are speaking to Kevin or if you're going to be interested, you need to be ready as well uh, one of the first questions he asked me, which kind of just stopped me in my tracks, and I think this is very good at asking questions. Are you an entrepreneur or an employee? Because and that just and it just cuts out the crap, and you've really got to ask yourself some questions. Because th- at that stage, I was still part-time working in schools, trying to do some other bits of business on the side. And it was really at that stage, there was no reason I should be dragging my feet. Like, what am I? And either one's fine, but make that decision and then do that and that's what a lot of people should do in life. Kevin, is there anything I missed out of your bio that you'd like to add to it just to round it off? No,
2: still alive and kicking, So all <laughs> the things that i am still doing to this day.
1: Just before the call you uh you told me where you are. Do you want to just let everyone know where you're where you're coming from today and where you where you're usually based? Usually I'm based just out of Las Vegas, Nevada and Henderson, um
2: quietly tucked up in the mountains and we also Melissa and I have a home in um, Columbus, Ohio, but today we've been in, uh, I think, one of the greatest cities in the world for a couple of weeks. We're here in New York City, just uh, taking up
1: some of the energy and uh, enjoying things here. Brilliant! And I'm glad you've taken time to, you know, keep that balance because you do work very efficiently and smart and uh, full on. Um, can you we just find out a little bit more about your origins, your backstory? How did you come, little Kevin, to all the way to, you know, having the mastermind? being able to be flexible with your life, having the different places around the world. And uh, you've got what I think is a very unique setup and you've really got the lifestyle from the outside looks to it. And obviously the wealth, the finances is there. So I'm just interested in where you where you come from. Well, I grew up in actually one of the poorest states
2: in all of the US and Mississippi. It actually uh, usually holds first place for Uh, one of the poorest, least educated, most corrupt states in the U.S. And uh, so I grew up there, but, you know, had lots of strong family influence and went into uh, the military and studied uh, nuclear engineering just long enough to know I liked interfacing with people (laughs) probably more than I liked making power with nuclear uh, collisions going on. (laughs) And so while I was, I, Road submarines did uh, quite a bit of uh, work on submarines. As I was there, though, I used to take a number of sales and also law books to to see with me because that became my passion to study when I finally realized that I had options of what I wanted to do. And when I left the uh, military, I immediately moved right into uh, commissioned sales. I didn't really have the formal training to Move into some high-salaried sales position, so I moved into commission sales, mm-hmm. and built up over the next twelve years. All I did was um, sell and operate small businesses, and move backwards and forwards between, as you've just stated, being a sales employee and an entrepreneur, and found fun in both of those. Around July of two thousand three, I had left a really, really well-paying sales position and decided to start uh, yet another company. I went to a multi-speaker marketing slash sales seminar, much like the ones that still happen today. And I was just naive enough to think that everything that everyone taught there, the attendees just went and did. And so I left there and began uh, doing virtual sales training for a number of different companies. And uh, the delivery and the sales of that just evolved to the point where I was doing by uh, mid-2004 was doing nearly just 10 years ago, probably close to the day, uh, 10 years ago, I held my first high-ticket group event. And
1: uh, that was the genesis of what we've done. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was interested around that. What do you think, like what awakened you? What what do you think made you go from, you know, I'm sure you you were doing very successfully as a salesman in that arena. What made you step up and set up your own event, and run that, and obviously have it as a huge success. What, what was the kind of the moment, or was it a series of moments? What made you step out of the crowd and do that? Well,
2: actually, I don't know that it was so much positive ne- motivation for being an entrepreneur, but just the realization of the negative reality mm. of um, the lack of choice. Being in sales, I was uh, one of the top uh, producers in a Fortune 15 company. Um, well, it was at that time the 15th largest, I say Fortune 15, I don't know if that's a list. There's number 15 on the Fortune 500 list at the time, and I was one of the top producers there. And, uh, you know, simultaneously within the same couple of months, I went to Maui, Hawaii, on a company-sponsored awards trip. I went to our regional office to actually fight over commissions uh, that I had earned, and to make my case for why I should be paid commissions, oh my simply gosh. because they thought I might be paid too much. And was um, uh, my son was playing um, baseball one evening, and was called and was told, you know, you absolutely must join this unscheduled conference call. And so what I found is, you know, despite all of the accolades that I was getting, uh, after you reached a certain point, which I think at that time. Was about three hundred thousand a year. After you reached a certain percentage of your commission, um, then you then had to make a case for why it wasn't a windfall.
1: And and also,
2: yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the fact that you truly deserve to be paid on ongoing sales, although they wanted you to keep making them, and you had no life. So I think that was more of a motivation (laughs) than this brilliant waking up one day and saying, "Oh, I'm so great." I think I'll leave the wonderful safety of this high paying sales job and go uh into entrepreneurship. Uh actually, you know, despite the accolades and you know, getting up to uh you know, multiple six figures a year in uh corporate sales, there was still uh lots of struggles that were allegedly or you know, the fantasy at the time is that all those struggles would go away if I just did it on my own.
1: <laughs> As well, you've got quite a I think you've got quite a unique style as it comes across to me in this sort of the arena you're in now. You had quite a religious upbringing. I know, I think I've heard you mention before your your dad was a, a pastor. Uh, not only that, but both my grandfathers as well. So, oh yeah,
2: at some point in my life, both, uh, my dad has been... Were you ever tempted to go down that route? Was I ever tempted? It seems quite... Uh an interesting way to put it. Were you ever tempted to go down that route? (laughs) Uh, I think the, I think the internal communication would be why were you tempted to not go down that route, but uh, uh, was ever tempted to go that route? I actually, um, I did give uh, that some thought that was uh, as I was growing up, uh, you know, for uh, many people in fundamental uh, religions, uh, that is, you know, the honorable thing to do is to continue. I guess it'd be true for anybody in any family, quote unquote, family business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the honorable uh, thing to do. Uh,
1: however, I chose otherwise. From, from my side of the fence, good choice at this stage because uh, you've definitely along your, I'm sure you've helped, where well, you have. I know you've helped lots and lots of people um, and you, you probably, you know about a lot of them, but I'm sure just, just certain ways you've said things and certain questions you've asked people have helped people along, along the way. How I know, Kevin, guys, is last year when I was still working in a uh, a part-time job three days a week, and that was just, for me at the time, the level I was at, it was just some of the concepts you talked about I really related to, but then the way you put it, it was kind of a real mental workout just in the belief systems, and you are operating in certain areas in a, on a higher level. Can you just tell people a little bit about the basics of your Chillionaire sort of program you run? and different? Well, actually, Chillionaire... Kind of has two distinct uh, communications and focuses. The first is uh,
2: that you can apply the two in our practice to your life and your mm-hmm. lifestyle, whether or not you're an entrepreneur or a business. And there's some premises that I have uh, kind of put communication around and shared those. And also, you know, you can apply it to your business. Now, specific to life, uh, one of the things that I found. In designing a life that I would call consistent and can grow up with the in our principles. The first of those is a life that is absolutely free of judgment, but at the same time, um, adopts the belief system that there's a natural consequence for anything that we do. So when we do an action, we invite the natural consequences. And so, you know, people sometimes will say, you know. Why can't I lose weight? Well, why you can't lose weight is because your, you know, metabolism, your food intake and your uh, diet and exercise are incongruent with reducing your weight. That's the only reason, or unless there's some sort of, uh, you know, undiagnosed deeper medical issue, but absent a deeper medical issue, that is the reason. So uh, you are experiencing at all times the absolute natural consequences of your actions, And so once one understands that and takes judgment away and realizes that, you know, earning a limited income is not wrong, but earning a limited income is absolutely your choice if that's what you're earning. So whatever you're earning right now is precisely and exactly what you want. And once you understand that, you know, many people say, well, I'm not earning what I want. The premise of trillionaires, yes, you are, because if you wanted to be earning something differently, you'd be operating a plan to earn something
1: differently, hence earning it. Yeah, you're just not uh, willing to do it at this stage or it's
2: an, just not a priority. An anecdotal, testament, an anecdotal testament to that was that a lady walked up to Liberace one night after a, you know, super performance or some other uh, masterful pianist. I think it was Liberace. But she walked up to him and said, you know, I would give my life to play like that. And his response <laughs> to her was, ma'am, I did. And so, you know, actually what she was Stating was that at that moment she fantasized that she would do something, but she had every opportunity at ten, at twelve, at fourteen, and even at her current age, whatever that was, to you know rededicate her focus. But at that moment, you know, it seemed like the most important thing to the world because she wanted the accolades and the rewards. But she didn't really want to play like that. She just wanted, in that moment, to fantasize that she did. But there's no judgment about. Uh, Toward the business side, trillionaire is a a premise that you adopt your business to the end that it gives you the simultaneous most quality lifestyle possible and the highest amount of income possible because many people feel that raising their income comes with a trade-off of lifestyle
1: definitely i mean like you say i think a lot of people just accept that and uh just because it's been the way a lot of times it's been done in the past one yes. thing i really liked from uh, obviously your conversations and and some of the group interactions on the trainings you do and your your family you have um is the way you a lot of times people have a question and 90 percent of it is drama or backstory whereas if you're really trying to be efficient in a group setting and you're looking at the end result and creating the life you want you know you you didn't tolerate drama and you'd cut through that and say what is the actual question and it seemed to be nine times out of ten the person would know the answer to it. They were just sort of to and fro and not making a decision or not going with their gut. It seemed like that at times. Absolutely. Okay, Kevin. This is saying that I'm, I mean, I've got no idea where this bit's going to go, but this is our Yoda question. Um, you're good at awakening people's alpha, but who helped you awaken your alpha along the way? Oh, so many people. Um, <laughs> you can have a I, few. <laughs> I, don't know that I,
2: can, I don't know that I can attribute um, someone awakening my alpha to uh, just one. Obviously, my dad's a very alpha person. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my grandparents were uh, really alpha men. One, albeit he spent some time as a as a minister, but he was also a uh, semi-pro boxer. Uh, my other grandfather was a coal miner since he was 15 years old and a union boss. Uh, oh,
1: goodness, yeah.
2: And so, you know, my experience is just, and not all the time as a young child does that necessarily yield uh, you know this uh nice supportive Zen environment, mm-hmm. uh, but it does awaken your alpha and yeah. <laughs> one time I went to live with my grandfather and my grandmother specifically because he had had a heart attack, and I just wanted to be around uh to help my grandfather or my grandmother is you know he was uh, I was around sixteen and I was living with them so I thought it'd be nice and wash my own clothes, saw me walking out of the the laundry Mm
1: -hmm. one
2: day, and he told me, he said, you know what, you're going to make some woman a good wife, uh, simply for washing (laughs) my own clothes. So uh, I don't know if that necessarily relates to being the alpha, but it relates to uh, you know, completely operating in in drastically distinct binary uh, black-white male and female roles. Uh, He definitely played into that, along with many other,
1: uh, alpha positioning statements. you I suppose the skill you must have took from it is obviously picking out the bits that you you truly wanted to bring into your own alpha, and then you know, be observing the parts that maybe you weren't so fond of, and you weren't gonna it, carry on with you and Melissa.
2: <laughs> I think that that's what any generation um, can do from the generation or generations before is um, take the great cues and the platforms that they've given us. If we don't advance uh, growth, then we've done the generation after us to break this
1: service. Definitely. Um Kevin, I'd like to touch on a sort of a term you use sort of we've I've had conversations with you about it before, the benevolent alpha. And I think this is a uh, I mean when we talked about this it was fascinating to me and I think it's really powerful and interesting stuff. And i'm um, I wonder if we could just talk a little bit about that and what the benevolent alpha means to you? General context of And I haven't had the privilege to listen to a number of your
2: other uh, interviews, so this will just go as it goes Mm -hmm. uh, within the context of relevance to them. But within the general context of a conversation, if one just outside of any contextual paintbrush uses the word alpha, many times it means uh, someone who um, actually exhibits uh, traits that are a little bit heavy on the uh, overbearing side, uh, that are heavy on the, you know, um, high energy side. Yes, yeah. And, um, you know, do- relates more to force than it does to power. If you notice the most powerful man that walks into any room does not walk in with tons of fanfare. He can just walk into the room and it could be a woman too, but, You know, you run a a mostly alpha, as demonstrated by uh, men, uh, show. But Mm -hmm. when a man walks into a room, if he walks in with lots of fanfare and then, you know, demands the alpha, that's okay. Uh, That means that he and his posse and his uh, (laughs) rules of engagement and whatever else happens has created the alpha position. But if you... Um, see someone walk in the room quietly and command the alpha. And, you know, they can be very, very gracious. Usually they're very um, humble in their conversation. Uh, Many times they'll say, hey, no, you know, no special consideration for me. They're definitely not the people who say, you know, I have to have only green M&Ms or anything like that. But just (laughs) by their presence alone, uh, one knows that they – are the Alpha coming from religion, one of the stories that I would uh, take away from my religious upbringing was at one point in time, one of the but uh, one of the practices that was so regarded in the Christian religion was that uh, toward the end of his uh, time of being a leader uh, on the earth, Jesus Christ washed the feet of his disciples, which was a very subservient position. I don't think anyone ever during that uh, practice ever um, came under the fantasy that he was placing himself beneath his uh, people. He was just saying, that, you know, hey, fellas, I can do this. Much like a, guy, you know, a multimillionaire in a home uh, when friends come over, rinsing off some dishes or things like that, yeah. when there's wait staff and house managers and things. He's like, guys, I can just do this like anyone else. Or... Uh, you know, a speaker micing himself up, uh, or, or anything. You know, taking yeah. care of making sure a trash can's clean out. And so, the benevolent alpha is um, the alpha that comes from power, not from force. It's the alpha that's going to exist no matter how generous or gracious you are. The thing to which I think that I would advise men to aspire to, uh, because any alpha that has to be um, wrestled away with force and has to be stated <laughs> and has to be And, you know, so the the position that I I just, you know, coined a word and I called it the benevolent alpha because uh, in a conversation, that's you giving the other person absolute management of the conversation while in effect still being in control because every few minutes they're going to check in with you anyway because they defer to your uh, position. It's walking into a speaking engagement instead of saying, you know, I have to speak at 2 p.m. on the second day on a multi-speaker event. It's saying, guys, just put me anywhere. Because I know I'm going to draw the crowd. You know, whenever you have me speaking, I'm mean, going to speak at 5 a.m. My people are going to come hear me speak. So <laughs> it's, it's the person who knows that their opportunity to win is not mandated by outside forces and increasing the favorable conditions uh, or anything like that. That just by showing up, they plan to win.
1: Brilliant. I mean, I mean, we. this is a sort of a half hour interview, but I, there's a few key things that I'm just trying to pick the things that really sort of stuck out from and influenced me from your sort of training. I want to talk as well about what you helped me do is when you, you talk about finding someone's magic. So again, not trying to be, you can't be an expert in all areas and that's what a lot of people try and do. They're trying to be quite bland and trying to, you know, master a load of areas. But there should be someone's unique talent that there is their passion as well that is not like work for them, much like I'm trying to do now (laughs) on this show, talking to you. Um, Can you talk to people about, you know, finding their magic? I just think it's a fascinating subject. Could you just tell us a little bit about that? Uh, The key to finding one's magic, in my opinion, is
2: just getting rid of the things that, that isn't one's magic. And I, I look at, you know, most people's magic in my experience and opinion and observation resides within them. It's what they've done well for, all of their life, and as such, you know, it doesn't need tons of other embellishments and, you know, frames and things like that, Uh, so, you know, one of the keys to finding your magic is just to not try to overly influence yourself with um, looking to be acknowledged by, by other people who don't necessarily share that magic or don't, you know, necessarily offer uh, that magic. And, you know, I think the more, many times we have some super magic gift to offer the world, and then we go seek help for how to have it acknowledged, but in doing so, we do, we spend more energy and effort trying to acknowledge, trying to be acknowledged by, you know, other people, other experts, other, insert, uh, (laughs) you know, other people that we come in contact with than we do simply providing our our magic and being acknowledged for the point of service that, that we provide. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, at, this is, I think, more relative to the professional role, but it could be also true among any type of performer or athlete, the performer that's more concerned with winning an award than taking home, you know, the highest uh, paychecks uh, to their family as a as a reflection of the effort that they provided um, may you know be paid in awards, the musician that you know would rather win the respect of their peers than they would win the respect of their listeners or fans uh, may find that they they win one at the expense of the other, and the entrepreneur who looks to be acknowledged by you know his or her peers uh, at the expense of uh, benefit to his to his or her clients may find that they are actually making that trade. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that I've looked at in finding your magic is who is the natural beneficiary of that magic. Yeah. And making sure that you're playing to that
1: audience because you can't play to all audiences. I completely agree. And again, that's what in the process of trying to. You know get very clear in uh, in my head that was definitely very useful when we, we went through that with with yourself because again it's people trying to say oh and well, i'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then you'd always bring it back to well you, is you're going to be rated on your weakest area if you're putting that forward as your area of mastery in your bundle <laughs> someone's gonna see that they're gonna rate you on your your abilities based on one of your weaker areas that you're sort of touting as your area of mastery so basically Don't say you're good at something or you can help people in a certain way if you can't. (laughs) That's what I got out of that. Absolutely. Cool. That's very powerful. Cool. Okay. Well, we're going to mix things up a little bit here, Kevin. So we're just going to find out uh, a little bit more about you. This is the complete blank around where I'm just going to get you to complete the blanks uh, of my sentences. Does that sound all right? Perfect. Okay. Your best friend would describe you as? Uh, Having intense integrity. This is what they just shared recently. Ah, that that is spot on. Intent, I, yeah, I like the word intense in there, definitely. Okay, last time, actually, I do you even drink? I was going to say, last time you were drunk was you must have been at some stage. Mm. Could be years, years and years. Can you can you remember that far back? Uh,
2: what is this? <laughs> is this the point where I hang up on the interview? Uh, <laughs> i just no, let I'm, let inter- up,
1: I'm interested. I'm interested in of- this.
2: Let me get up out of the walker and hobble. I didn't over, mean that, hovel, Kevin. And hobble over to the telephone and
1: hang <laughs> Hey, I can't remember, remember last year. It's, it's not it's meant that way, it.
2: mate. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you remember that part back? It'll we'll go down to the hallmark of the interview.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna have to, I was going to say I'll cut that out. I'm going to have to leave, leave that in anyway. Okay. No, you have to leave it in. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Right, your favorite movie of all time is Tombstone. Ah, there was one other person in uh, who I've interviewed for Awaken Your Alpha who said that instantly as well, and it's someone.
2: He was a very very brilliant man, whomever he was.
1: Toby Alexander, very good friend of mine, and he is a
2: very brilliant man.
1: Yeah, no, I think literally that was one of um, that, if not the one of our top episodes it's it was a different level and it is very popular and uh yeah brilliant really loved it well kevin we've pretty much made it to the alpha round now so this is where you're going to give us your tools tips and resources um of how to be the benevolent alpha and we're going to start that off with a particular book recommendation that you might have for us
2: actually if the question is to how to be the benevolent alpha one of the things that i would share yeah is i think it's called the way of the courtier Uh, But definitely has the word courtier in the name. I think it's The Way of the Courtier by Baldassarre Castiglione. It was written in about. uh, It was written during the uh, Italian Renaissance, and very much talks about uh, how to hold the attention of kings without being thought of, you know, as a pompous, disrespectful ass. So very, very (laughs) good book about. um, It was you know actually written uh, a A courtier was actually a court jester. And those people had to be ready at any moment to perform and perform feats of, like, brilliant, uh, you know, they're like the Cirque du Soleil of our time, but they stood at the pleasure of princes and kings and were actually, you know, the, those princes and kings were their patrons, uh, but they couldn't appear like the job was too easy. So they had to, you know, make everything that they were asked appear hard, but then pull it off masterfully. So it's a great way to live.
1: Brilliant. What would you say is one of your particular sort of daily alpha habits that keeps you on the path you're on and keeps you on the straight and narrow? Uh, Being quiet. Um,
2: You know, many people get feedback from other people a lot, and I don't scout the benefit of that. But I think that our best benefit uh, that we get is when we're truthful with ourselves. And that's really hard to do in my experience with tons of other input. So um, it doesn't need to be any type of formal meditative practice for me. Other people might say, in order to do this, you have to do, you know, like this type of meditation. But yeah. But I think that, you know, being um, intimately with oneself uh, is a good way to, to um, cut past all the internal BS. And if you find it, work out a plan to eradicate it.
1: Brilliant. What came across in, in my dealings with you, uh, Kevin, is you you won't use something unless it's, it's all about results and efficiency. So I was interested, is there a particular sort of productivity resource or method that you use to keep you being efficient and productive and producing the results? Yes,
2: you should buy it. I have it everywhere I go. The big 3M sticky paper. <laughs> uh, you put your If you put most of your practices onto that instead of trying to um, panty around with every sort of computer resource. You'll make a lot more money. You'll be a lot more effective. And I don't mean that nothing needs to go on to shared resources, but if you're a solo entrepreneur trying to remember things, you have five people to call. Uh, just write their names down on a sheet of paper, stick it on the wall in front of your desk, and uh, you'll remember it that way, I promise. And far easier to do and portable, and you can order it in the States. Uh, I know that you have a lot of listeners probably in Australia and in Europe and in other places, Mm -hmm. but in the States, you can just order it like at staples.com and it will be there the next day. Uh, But I'm sure that you guys, uh, every country with an office supply has, um, you know, wall sticky paper, but I think it's the I literally, it's the one
1: thing that I've bought since I've been to New York and it's all over my, uh, uh, my hotel suite. <laughs> Brilliant. Um I think it would be rude especially in the alpha round not to mention the family and I 100% know you don't need to sort of promote it sell it it's almost if if not exclusively referral only now but I wanted to just talk about the family and and how it gives so much value and how you've got such a rewarding group of people in there I know both to work with them and then see their results and I've interviewed quite a few of them for the alpha just on the basis if they're in the family I'm very interested in them, number one. And when I speak to them and when I interact with them, they are just absolutely, they are the alphas generally from my experience. Could you tell us a bit about the family you've set up and how you've created that life for yourself?
2: Uh, yes, I really, really, I think it's one of the things that I'm most grateful for is the chance to lead the family. And uh, you're right, the guys and gals that are in that group are incredibly special um, And it's an honor to work with them. Uh, It's been running for, I would say, about three years. I had three other masterminds before that had similar but slightly different designs. Uh, The key, uh, I would say, component of the family at this point, which I think helps maintain the quality, is just the selectivity on the way in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone is committed to uh, finding how to be the best person uh, end-to-end, then obviously you surround them with a group of peers who uh, are all experiencing mad and crazy results, and they'll find a way to get those for themselves. If someone's committed to finding the reason for not having success, you put them in a group of people who are having mad success, and they'll find out how, you know, the specific Reason and way that they are the exclusion, because that's what they're looking for, yeah. and um, so it is a group of people. It is pretty much available through you know referral from people within the group uh, exclusively, essentially because it's the best way to vet someone. Yeah, and you know we get probably three or four uh, referrals uh, a week just from uh, within the family. Um, wh- why don't you ask some questions for? Wh- I-, I actually this is almost like the uh, ecosystem from within which I operate now and I've become a bit less aware of the world outside and, (laughs) you know, how to address it to the world outside. And so, uh, I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions, but you know, it's almost after someone has lived in, let's just say a major city for a long, long time. And you say what it's like to live in the city. They're like, well, this is just, uh, this is just what happens well yeah uh, but i'd be i'd be more than happy to address any specific
1: questions that you have relative to it okay well i think i think that's one of the key things that i put out to my listeners it from uh just even being around the peripherals of the family and seeing what goes on in there it, it is that that becomes the norm the sort of things you're talking about um it's just everyday occurrences in there and sort of getting ridiculously good results you know that is it's not like a a surprise—it's the expectation that's the base level, um, and it's through that. I mean, I'm just trying to give people an idea of how how powerful that group is, and sort of how you, you as a businessman as well, you've set up. You had a, a marker for yourself. I know you put out there a little while ago. You recently had a million-dollar month through the sort of the family and other different various things. But congratulations mm-hmm. on that. That was impressive. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, thanks. And we're you know looking to repeat that on an ongoing basis. You know, because that's, a, that's definitely a good spike
1: uh, yeah.
2: to have. But, uh, you know, success is about consistency.
1: Brilliant. Okay, well, Kevin, I know uh, clearly your time is valuable. And um, I think we're, unless there's any other ways, what's, what's the best way people can get hold of uh, Kevin Nations if they want to find out more about the family, any of your trainings, or just get in touch with yourself? What's the best way?
2: I actually am not that busy. uh i know lots of people you know will say hey you're you know you do a lot and you're you must be really really busy Uh, quite the opposite i i have three hours a week that's committed i have either three or six days a month that's committed to events outside of that i am pretty free facebook chat is awesome uh you can (laughs) obviously just find me there uh on that i have pretty much all the time in the world (laughs) <laughs> but I don't abide random curiosity. So if you're curious say, about yeah. how to be successful, I uh, will give anyone all the free time in the world to have a conversation that the only thing that I ask anybody else to invest is candor uh, about where you're at and commitment to getting to the goals that you're stating. Because if we're having a conversation where you're stating that you want a certain goal and you're practicing uh completely uh misaligned actions there's no reason to continue the conversation because uh, you know it's very easy to see that you don't want what you've stated that you want simply by your own practices but outside of that i'm pretty easy
1: perfect as soon as i said that i think a better way of putting it is your time is valuable i think that's a better way yeah. to put it and like you say you seem willing to share with people that are going to benefit but like you say if someone's going to waste your time or mess around See or you later. Own. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> yeah, or, or waste their own time. It's not. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, I'm not unique in the world for me to help someone understand their own time's valuable if they've not understood it before. Then
1: hopefully, it's a gift to them, they can take and repeat for themselves. So <laughs> brilliant. Well, Kevin, as I say, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. And thanks for. I know you're not busy, but thanks for taking. I know your time's valuable. Thanks for taking the time to speak to right. us today. And uh, if there's any ever anything i can help you out with don't hesitate and if you ever come over england way which i'm sure you will eventually um let me know and i'll show you around or whatever you want it's been a. It's pl- been awesome to speak to you uh today and look forward to uh,
2: uh connecting with you we will get to europe in the next year or so uh we've been making plans to do that now so if i do uh if and when i do we do we'll hit you up thanks
1: perfect the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless Check out this fantastic podcast, do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review, it'll help get him off my back.
0: Thanks for listening to our 50th episode, it's been an absolute pleasure and it seems right to mention about the Awaken Your Alpha's evolution, especially what me and Kevin were just talking about there, the limitless mastermind for the Awaken Your Alpha crew, and this would be a very select small number of guys coming in with me. That will be coming to the end of 2014, start of 2015. This is all part of evolution. So if you're at this stage, if you are interested in this, again, much like Kevin, you can hit me up on Facebook chat and I'll tell you the details and you can get the application in so you're ready to roll when it comes towards the end of this year. For now, the best way for you is to get in touch and apply for the Alpha Way Intensive or spend the weekend with me, my alphas that have been featured on here intensely and having an awesome experience And realistically, a lot of the limitless mastermind mine will be coming picked from the guys who've been on the Alpha Way Intensive because they will know the drill and I will know exactly how awesome they are.
1: To ensure Awaken Your Alpha does not become an endangered species, I urge you to head over to
2: iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a (coughs) five-star review today. If you do, I will get Adam to
1: big you up on the next show. Thank you, and see you on the next episode. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.